Let me tell you, John Mitchell, do you mind why? But just a second. It's never been told before. And I haven't asked John whether I can tell it. Uh, but I, he is too, I suppose, decent a man to ever tell it. You see, John's problem was not Watergate. It was Martha. And it's one of the personal tragedies of our time. I was the only one in the administration who knew, except for Rose Woods, my secretary, of the Martha problem. All the people in Washington who knew about the Martha problem was knew that she was, you know, uh, an interesting person who'd make midnight telephone calls to Helen Thomas or somebody else and put out some tidbit of a story and raise hell about Fulbright or this or that or the other thing and, you know, good thing to yuck, yuck, yuck about. But in 1968, during the campaign, John had to send Martha away for about five or six weeks. I didn't know it at the time. She was an emotionally disturbed person. I asked John to come down to be Attorney General. I spent a day with him working on it. I didn't know why he wouldn't do it. As a matter of fact, he didn't even want to come down for the election night business and all that sort of thing. And he told me a little about Martha's problem only saying, you know, she's, she's not really up to it emotionally. I said, look, not be, being an amateur psychiatrist, we all are, aren't we? I said, if you move her to Washington, maybe better. And so he brought her to Washington. She was much better for a while. And then the midnight calls came and so forth and so on. And then came the campaign. And then it began to go up and up and up. I mean, the temple of her calls, and she busted her hand through a window out in, here in California and all the rest, and said that she was going to blow the whistle on everybody, and that John was doing this and ma being made a scapegoat, or words to that effect. Or, but we don't need to go into that. Ooh, I, Shining in my heart, I'm not complaining Cause I know that you love me from the start Each night I thank the stars up above It's great to be young and in love I feel so happy that it seems like a dirty shame And little girl, you know that you're the one to blame Each night I thank the stars up above it's great to be young and in love Let's name the day soon Sometime in the middle of June When we'll walk side by side You'll be blushing right Let's shout it from the rooftops Let's shout it to the streets below Let's tell our friends and folks I want the whole wide world to know Each night we'll thank the stars up above My heart Whoa, whoa 
Ask Bibi about it. Bibi Rebozo. John and Martha used to go down and stay with him on their vacations. And Bibi said, you know, I talked to John about Martha. This was incidentally uh, during the campaign, shortly before the election, when she was acting up a bit then. This is after he left the committee. And he said, John, and they'd had a couple of drinks, and John was talking a little freely to him. And he said, John, why don't you put her away like you did in 68? Bibi said, tears came into John's eyes, and he says, well, because I love her. Well, you can't fault a guy like that. Sure, great stone face. But he loved her. He knew she was emotionally disturbed. He knew it wasn't just the booze. Sometimes she could be this way with no drinks. And sometimes be perfect with a lot of drinks. And so I never forget. Lonely as I can be 
Hogan and try to do it again for you. This time for a little more feeling. Yeah, yeah.
I was very busy. It was toward the end of the campaign, September, October. Hadn't heard from John. Called to say, John, how's the campaign going? He sounded very depressed. He said, oh, the campaign's going great. And I thought, God, maybe he's depressed about a Watergate or something. No. Then I could hear on the phone somebody come into the room. He said, Mr. President, would you mind saying hello to my girl? I said, sure. I thought he meant Marnie. That's his daughter. Sweet, lovely girl. And he adores her. I said, sure. Martha came on the phone. Her voice, and you know, she can be just as charming, wonderful when she talks. She says, Mr. President, I just want you to know that there are only three men in the world I love. I love John, I love Bibi, and I love you. The next night, she was on the phone at midnight raising hell about everything. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You say you're gonna take me to the best places in town. You say you're gonna put all your other girls down.
we're coming out of the period when the axe is going to fall on John. And I must say, I made some statements then when Dean came in and said, you know, draw the wagons up around the White House. Mitchell is the guy, and Haldeman and Ehrlichman wanted to put it on Mitchell and all the rest. And I said, well, it must look that way to me, and indict him. And I said, it'll be a hell of a tough couple of weeks and all that sort of thing, but uh, that's the way we have to go. This is in April. Oh, Debs. And then, uh, but that they'd want more. I knew they'd want more. Somebody said it was an hors d'oeuvre. He says, oh, no, they won't stop at Mitchell. They'll want more. Just as I told Ray Price when Holloman and Ehrlichman went, he says, you know, when Holloman and Ehrlichman leave, this was on April 29th, he says, that'll be enough for him. I said, no, Ray, you know writing, but you don't know politics. They're just going to raise the ante. But I understood it. <laughs> Though we gotta say goodbye for the summer Darling, I promise you this, I'll send you all my love Every day in a letter, sealed with a kiss Guess it's gonna be a cold, lonely summer but I'll fill the emptiness I'll send you all my dreams Every day in a letter Sealed with a kiss I'll see you in the sunlight I'll hear your voice everywhere I'll run to tenderly hold you But darling, you won't be there I don't want to say goodbye For the summer Knowing the thrills that I miss Oh, let us make a pledge To meet in September Seal it with a kiss I'll see you in the sunlight I'll hear your voice everywhere I'll run to tenderly hold you But darling, you won't be there I don't want to say goodbye For the summer Knowing the thrills that I miss Oh, let us make a pledge To meet in September And seal it with a kiss
six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock, nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're gonna rock around the clock tonight. Put your glad rags on, join me, hon. We'll have some fun when the clock strikes one. We're gonna rock around the clock tonight. We're gonna rock, rock, rock till broad daylight. We're gonna rock, gonna rock around the clock tonight. Rock, rock, rock. When the clock strikes two, three, and four. Slows down, we'll yell for more Gonna rock around the clock tonight We're gonna rock, rock, rock till broad daylight We're gonna rock, gonna rock around the clock tonight Rock, rock, rock When the time strike five, six and seven We're rocking up in the seventh We're gonna rock around the clock tonight We're gonna rock, rock, rock till broad daylight We're gonna rock, gonna rock around the clock tonight Rock, rock, rock
John, I knew that he was strong. He never lets his emotions show, except he does have a quiver in his hand at times. It's better now, I understand. But I just didn't know what was going to break the man or her. I didn't know how bad the situation was. I've talked too long about it, but just let me just summarize it by saying, I'm convinced if it hadn't been for Martha, and God rest her soul, because she in her heart was, was a good person. She just had a mental and emotional problem that nobody knew about. If it hadn't been for Martha, there'd have been no Watergate. Because John wasn't minding that store. He was practically out of his mind about Martha in the spring of 1972. He was letting Bruder and all these boys, these kids, these nuts run this thing. The point of the matter is that if John had been watching that store, Watergate would never have happened. Now, am I saying here at this lake juncture, Watergate is, should be blamed on Martha Mitchell? Of course not. It might have happened anyway. Other things might have brought it on. Who knows? I do say this. I'm trying to explain my feeling of compassion for my friend John Mitchell. John Mitchell is a smart man. He's too smart to ever get involved in a stupid jackass thing like Watergate. And John Mitchell also knew. He was smart enough to know the dangers of cover-ups and that sort of thing. And so that's the human side of this story, which I, don't, I know that you and the press, you can't be interested in that. You can only be interested in who shot John. Well, go ahead.
she come around to my house. It was about midnight, and all she walked into my street, knocks on my door. She come on my stairs now, can you dig it? And knock on my one more time door again. She come across my room, and I'm laying up there sleeping. Kiss me on my belly. She made me feel like plum jelly. And she said, "All right, hey baby, hey 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 baby, why baby? I'll come to come to make love to you." And I say, "Hey girl, what's your name?" She said, "It don't make no difference anyway." knocking on this door, it's showing that he appreciated her love, even though she did it like homemade sin, and her breath smelled like whoop pussy. Yeah! And while all that was happening, I looked out the window. And here comes a man with all the groovy grass. And here we are freaking out, man, you know we're gonna get to something good. And we lay back, freaking and smoking and joking. Also, I hear the man coming. 